Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the May 18th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have a few things to talk about today, and they all are about SuperSense. SuperSense is an app available for iOS and Android. There is a free version that gives you limited functionality, and there is a paid version. You can pay by the month, by the year, and we actually got lifetime subscriptions to it because it's pretty cool. It does a pretty diverse amount of things. So we're going to run it through its paces here for a minute and show you a few of the cool things you can do with it. We're not going to describe it in detail because later today we're going to be joined in the castle by Shane Lowe, who is the Community Operations Manager at SuperSense, and he'll be telling us more about the product. But right now, rather than giving you a tour or anything, we'll let Shane do that. We want to dive into a few of the cool things it can do. So we're going to do a couple of cool demos for you to show you the power of what SuperSense has to offer. Yes, we are. So here I am in the Mystic Access Palatial Palace. (laughs) So we're going to show you a couple of things about SuperSense. And I'm going to open it. Open SuperSense. Document mode for and hold closer to the document. Rotate to eleven clock position. Hold closer to the document. Rotate so, to eleven clock position. Processing. I don't know what it wants to process, but it's going to process my hand or something. Zero five three one two. Toss. Troll. Go. Boss. Markets. Okay, I have no clue what it just read, but it's apparently tops markets. It might be this bag that's on the floor that has tops markets on it. So that's kind of cool. It actually did that. Now, there are different things that you can do with SuperSense. You can do document scanning. You can do barcode reading. You can do a bunch of other different things, like quick scan as well. Money identification. Money identification as well. There's a scene experience that you can try out. A scene describer. Scene describer, that's it. Let's go to the scene describer. I went to explore mode, and now I'm in object explore. So if I select this feature now, object explore, premium feature. I can go into object explorer, find, there's scene describer. So let's try this. Scene describer mode on. Now, I'm going to click to the right. And then flick to the left, and there's a capture button. So let's see what this does. Okay, it says probably a stove top. Probably a kitchen. A kitchen with a stove top beside a refrigerator. And a sink. Side of a refrigerator. Oh, is it a sitting by the refrigerator? Okay, a no, stove. It's a, no, it's a sitting inside the refrigerator. Okay. Let me see. Characters. Words. Probably. A. Kitchen. With. A. So. Top. Button. Sitting. Inside. Of. A. Refrigerator. Sitting inside of a refrigerator. So I just went word by word. And that's exactly what it said. So where are you? I'm in my kitchen. And I don't know why it thinks my stovetop is a refrigerator. Let's actually do something a little more interesting, shall we? We're going to go outside. And I'm going to see if we can figure out something outside instead of just some random stuff in in the mystic access palatial palace (laughs) so now we're outside you get that processing noise i couldn't tell you if that's true or not but it might be find the mailbox further let's see if we can find this should get pretty sounds while it's doing It doesn't want to describe my scene. I wonder if it's pointing into the sun. Scene cannot, cannot be defined. That's actually kind of cool. Okay, let's try this again. Probably a large brick building with grass and trees. That is absolutely correct. Do it, Melbourne. Okay, I'm going to actually look at the mailbox. 
Probably a wooden bench sitting in front of a brick building. That's wrong. However, I wonder if you have to back up a ways from it. I wonder if you're too close to it. I was going to say, but however, there is a big, big wooden pole that's holding up the mailbox. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe not. I'll go back a little bit further. Let me see. The brick building is the house. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little... I'm going to try one more thing. Nope. Probably a bicycle in front of a brick building. Not even close. What was it? A fence. So now we're going to get out of here. So I wonder if in a situation like that, Objects Explorer... May have been a better option than scene describer. I don't know. Fine. Object explorer. Let's see. Nope. What did it do? It's trying to. Oh, it got the refrigerator. That's cool. Okay, now let's see if we can get the stove. Let's try this window here. So, does it take a picture like scene describer, or does it just. It's scanning the open feed of the camera. Mm -hmm. So it can't find... Let's see if we can find this microwave. Nope. It can't. I did pretty good with Object Describer mm -hmm. with mine recently. Let me try something. You guys won't be able to hear it, but I'm just going to open mine really quick and try something. Open SuperSense. So when you open it after a new version has been updated, you get what's new in this version. And that's where Scene Describer is currently. So I can hit OK. Now I'm on barcode mode, so I need to change mine. So I'm going to explore. Oh, it says Object Explorer is active. Okay, let's see. So I'm going to click Start. And it says Start. And I don't know... You might have stopped it. Oh, wait. It says... Hold your camera at least one foot away from the text or object. So let's try this again. Okay, it's making cool little sounds. I've got my keyboard in my lap, and I'm... There it goes, computer keyboard. Awesome. Okay, let's see if it gets my phone. My other phone. I have cat? No, not hardly. <laughs> let's try this again. Come on. Kim loves cats. <laughs> Kim's not really a cat person. Laptop. Nope. Let me open my phone. Okay, see so my keyboard again. Yeah, fine. Let's see if it can do my phone. Just seeing if it'll tell me anything about it. And it just keeps saying computer keyboard. My keyboard's larger, obviously, than my phone, so maybe it's getting precedence in the camera. Let me try something else. I'm going to put my keyboard to the side. I'm going to try... If you aim the camera at your face, it'll say human face. Human face. Oh. Oh, it's doing the front camera, or it must be. Either that or it just saw me for a second. Saw you for a second. I'm seeing if it'll do my headphones. Human face. It said human face again. Not what I want. I want you to do my headphones. Come on. So some of this... There it goes, headphones. So some of this is a bit of trial and error. See if it sees a cable. If it tells you it's a snake, you better run for cover. <laughs> Sometimes it's a bit hard to know where to position your camera to make everything play nice. You also want to make sure that you've got it a foot away. Bird? I don't know what I just saw. <laughs> I wonder if it saw a bird out your window or something. I don't know, it's a long way from the window. Dog. Dog. Yeah, where's it sending this stuff? I don't know what it thinks it's saying. Bed. Oh, it sees my bed. That's kind of cool. Bed. Bed. Still sees my bed. Interesting. Let's see what it thinks this is. Window. Window. So sometimes it's seeing stuff not where I'm attempting to point the camera, Window. which is kind of interesting. Bed. Yeah, bed but have, again. But you have to remember, too, you don't know what that camera's field of view is. And that's exactly the important thing for any of us to remember about cameras. They see more than we think they do, which is kind of an interesting piece of this. So I'm now going to go into Scene Describer really quick. So I'm going to stop. And then if you tap to open the read screen, which is also right here, I've got product mode, which is active. Then we have smart scan, quick read, document, multi-page scanning, currency, barcode, magnifier, import image or PDF, and read history. So that's what's in the read screen if you choose to go in there. I'm going to go back out of there though because that's not where I want to go. 
And instead, I'm going to go into Explorer. And find Scene Describer. So let's see what it sees. That's where you have to capture. There's a capture. So button. let me. There it is. Probably a group of items on a tabletop. So let me move slightly and try it again. <laughs> Probably a blurry photo of a little girl lying on a bed. <laughs> That's interesting. There is a bed here. So it at least got the bed. Well, it's not awful. You know, that's depending... probably right. Yes. That's close. You know, I've got random stuff on my bed. It's showing some things. I don't know how much you guys are hearing of this, which is why we're trying to tell you what we're hearing and, and finding out with it. If you kind of have at least a modicum of an idea of what's there, you can figure out some of this information. We want to show you something else kind of cool. There is a barcode reader available in SuperSense. Sometimes, however... Something will have a barcode that SuperSense doesn't see. And we want to show you a way within SuperSense that you can fix that issue. So we're going to show you kind of two things in one here. So I'm going to go into the Mystic Access Palatial Kitchen. <laughs> and then I'm going to open this freezer that's got snow in it. That's a, that's a story for That's me. a sad story you guys don't want to hear. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into SuperSense. I'm going to go into actual read. Which is where I was a second ago to show you all what was in there. I don't think you're in scan mode or barcode mode. I'm not. I'm getting what this thing is beforehand. So what is this? Scan mode? Yes. It's got some nice music that it plays. I don't think it's going to get it. Document reader is what? Active? Active. I'd stop it and start it. That works for me sometimes. It doesn't want to stop. Here you go. Nope. Let's kill the app, shall we? Yep. Sounds like the right thing to do. Open SuperSense. SuperSense document mode on. Move one inch to the left. Move further away from the document. Rotate to one clock position. Move further away from the document. Processing. Document is ready for reading. Beginning of test. Microwave popcorn. Revive. Superfer. Okay. So, what it did was, is it scanned my smoothie. This is a smoothie that I know for a fact does not have a barcode. It's called Hint of Mint, and that's what I got out of that scan. But it also found the microwave popcorn box that was sitting on the counter. So, it also read that as well. So, that's why it said microwave popcorn and then revive superfoods. So that's that's kind of a cool thing. Now, armed with this data, I can go back. And actually, it does have a barcode. It just doesn't read that barcode. Right. So he's going into read. hear those little sounds? Barcodes on some items, like cans at least, or jars, it actually said hint of mint. That's different. Wow. Because I put that in there. So that was a wasted experiment. However, what it will do is it will bring up an edit box so that you can add your own stuff. If you know something, like I knew it was Hint of Mint, when it found the barcode, it was Hint of Mint. If it wasn't in there, 
it would have prompted me with an edit box and a keyboard and I could have dictated hint of mint or typed it in or whatever and then hit save. And it would then, moving forward, recognize that it was hint of mint. Now that's interesting because you did this with another smoothie from this company earlier today and it didn't know what it was. And you had to put in its name. Exactly. So that's kind of interesting. Let me see if it can get this another package of something. Let's see if it can get a barcode from this. And the little tones it makes get faster as you get closer to the barcode. That's different. I find it hard to believe that there's not a barcode on this. What is it? It's Lysol. There it is. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Yep. So it takes a little bit of getting used to, but you can't quit. I'm going to try one really quickly because I suck at cameras. <laughs> I'm a little better than I used to be, but I'm still bad. I'm going to run and get something real quick. So I just went into the bathroom and grabbed a bottle of dry shampoo. And I want to see if I can find... Oh! Immediately. I got it without even trying. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> and it said barcode not found. It put me in the edit field. Because I have two, I'm not actually going to put this in right now. So I'm going to hit the cancel button. There's a cancel button and a save button. I have a can here. Let's try this can and see what it knows about it. I'm turning my can. I'm not actually getting any little sounds at all right now, which is kind of interesting. Let me see. I might need to stop and start really quick. Sometimes that helps. I know for a fact this can has a barcode on it somewhere. What's your advice about cans? It's usually by the seam. On the top or on the bottom? On the edge, on the, on the round part. You know where the label comes together? No, this is a this is like a soda can thing, except it's not. Oh, oh. let me see. It made a sound for a second. Oh, come on! It's pinging at me. It thinks it's right here. It's making lots of beeps, but it's not taking a picture. This happens to me a lot, and I turned it just a little, and it stopped dinging at me so much. So this is a little discouraging for me when I try and do this. I know what's in this can, but I want to. See if it does. This is where I would try the quick read feature or the trying to scan the can to see what is there. It's difficult to find the barcode. Let me switch features. So I'm going to stop with this. Then I'm going to find select feature. Smart scan or quick read? Oh, this is a long document or currency. So quick read? Yeah. All right. Let's see what we got here. You just move it. It reads like little short bursts of text. I'm trying to do exactly that. Total fat, sodium. That's actually doing pretty good. The problem is I have no idea what it is. Right. Turn the can. It isn't enough for me to have any clue. If I didn't know what this was, I would be clueless. Okay, try the document scan. So let's try the document scan one. I'm going to stop this. It's just kind of a good rule of thumb. I might not get that. Yeah, it says it's supposed to detect what I'm trying to scan. And it's making little beeps at me like we're in barcode mode. It just read me a, a smidge. Sounds like you're still in quick read mode for some reason. Yeah, it's not enough to give me any information. Let me make sure where I am. Nope, smart scan is active. I did do that correctly. Yeah, smart scan is one of those features that tries to guess all of your other features. So what it's doing in that situation, doing a quick read. So smart scan is not what one might think it is. It's trying to say, oh, is there a barcode there? That's why I was giving you barcodes. Yeah, it was actually making barcode sounds. Right. It was trying to figure out what I was doing. I was very impressed the first time I got a barcode from this a second ago with this other bottle, but I'm not getting it with this can. And this is a the bottle I used was a round bottle. It's not even making any tones at me now. Sometimes, again, if you stop and start, it can be helpful. But I have a lot of trouble with barcodes. I know it's in the middle of the day, but that's another thing you want to keep in mind about your lighting. Sometimes if you have better lighting, better. Absolutely. Got it. And it told me single 12 ounces can. It gave me the flavor, and it told me what kind of water it was. Now. That sounds to me like that was your, your document scanner thing. Nope. I was back in barcode reader. I went oh. back into barcode reader, and that's how I ended up getting this. Oh, okay. Now, if I want to, I can show details. It tells me it's my LaCroix sparkling water, pamplemousse, grapefruit, single 12 ounces can. And it tells me the description. So it's telling me about what's in it. 
no calories, no sweeteners, no sodium. Now it's reading it to me in the Samantha voice. If I want to though, I can move forward and I can read some facts about it in terms of nutrition, which is great. That's actually a new feature. Yes, the details feature is. Right. What it used to do is it used to read the entire details to you every time you scanned it. Now it's giving you an option that says, okay, I just want to know the product name. If I want the details, I can go get them. I can also invert the background color, increase the font size, decrease font size. There's the beginning of the document. At the bottom, I can play or share. Or I can go back, which is what I'm going to do. No, I can't save this anywhere. I wouldn't really want to. There would be nowhere to actually save. I was just seeing what other options were available here. So I'm going to stop. And then I'm back at my Explore and Menu. If you go into Menu, you have Settings, Tutorial, Subscriptions, Feedback, Invite Friends, Rate SuperSense, Request a Call, and that's it. If you request a call, you'll talk to one of the people from SuperSense. So that gives you an idea, and we'll go into the castle and talk to Shane, who works for SuperSense, <laughs> who will tell us a significant amount more about the company and the product. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. We are delighted to be in the Mystic Access Magic Castle today with Shane Lowe who is the Community Operations Manager with SuperSense. And we're going to learn all about the product and learn more about the company and your job as part of the company. So, Shane, great to have you here. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I've never been in a magical castle before. This is pretty sick. Yeah, right? We like our magic castle. It's cool. It's pretty awesome. It's a very fun place to be. Yes. Some strange nice things happen, decor. but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely nice decor, for sure. Picking up spirits. Absolutely. The, uh, <laughs> the super sense. You betcha. We were talking about that before we came on. I was doing a scene describer with one of the new Super Sense features, and it said, possible blurry photo of a little girl lying on a bed. And I'm like, ooh, okay. That's Wildly kind creepy. of interesting. Yeah, yeah very, very strange. Creepy. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, so the first announcement I have to make is that we're going to be breaking away from our focus on blindness, <laughs> and we're going to sell this to Paranormal Activity. Totally. Um, so thank you for having me. That's You're so welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you I'm betcha. Having a good time already. Yeah, fantastic. That's what we want. Nice. So for those who don't know, what the heck is SuperSense? So SuperSense is designed to be like the fastest, the best, the simplest scanning app. So the goal of SuperSense, you're always scanning something. You can scan business cards, books, reports, restaurant menus. You can scan barcodes. You can scan currency from five different countries. You can scan people. You can scan doorways, 600 other things. I really shouldn't list them all. <laughs> it's all about scanning with SuperSense. So you've got Android apps and you've got iOS apps, which is fantastic because it kind of yes. opens that world up. Yeah, which SuperSense is works, awesome. works on both. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get this question out of the way because I know anybody's going to ask this. And I know, I know <laughs> a lot of people will. <laughs> yes, I know what the answer is. Can you have one account over multiple iOS and Android devices? So if you have an iPhone and an Android device, can you purchase it once and have it on those two devices? Yeah, so if you buy it on one, the system won't let you because we're going through the stores, the individual stores, so the system won't let you do it automatically. But if you send us your receipt and ask for access on the other platform, we'll set you up. Oh, that's very cool. That I Very cool. Know. We did was not that know that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's not an answer Chris knew. He's going, doll. <laughs> that's did you okay. buy it twice? I did. No problem. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. He got one well, of those holiday you. lifetime deals, exactly. though. He's, so, he's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You just yeah. bought me lunch. Thanks, Chris. There you go. Absolutely. So we're scanning stuff all the time. We're scanning stuff every day. And so this thing has numerous applications that are available for us. What do you think about how one might use this in the day of life? How might one start out and begin utilizing this to make life easier? So the main thing that we did to make sure it was really simple is we started by trying to, when we designed it, eliminate as many steps as possible. So the starting feature for most people, I think, is going to be the smart scanner. And what that'll do is it wraps four features into one, the document reader, the quick reader, the barcode, and the currency reader. So, you know, if it sees 
like a sign or, you know, like a sign in the window or a street sign or a business card, you know, it's going to read it quickly and it's going to focus on giving you results as quickly as possible. Whereas, you know, if it sees longer text, it's going to put you into document mode. And our document reader focuses on being really accurate, but also being really quick. So it'll give you some directions on how to point the camera. The directions are in plain English. They're really easy to understand because some of the, you know, I've had a lot of trouble with using other scanners before some apps and some, you know, physical scanners, just lining it up because I'm blind myself. So it's going to give you really simple directions. It'll capture that picture and you can read the longer text as well. If it picks up a barcode on a product, it'll identify that. Or if it picks up one of five different currencies, it'll read that for you as well. So the smart scanner is going to wrap up most of the scanning, you know, from on your day to day. It'll handle it automatically. So you can switch those modes manually. I like to do that. But most people have the most success with the smart scanner, just letting it handle what it's scanning. It'll figure it out and it'll scan it appropriately. And then we have some other features too. So you have we have the multi-page document scanner. So if you're scanning like a book or a report or something, you can scan all of those into the same document. And then of course, with those documents, you can text them, you can email them, you can save them as PDFs, put them on the cloud, whatever you want to do. You can also send specific paragraphs to people. So you don't have to send the entire page or the entire document to someone. You can just send the relevant information to them if you want to do that. So those I use when I'm you know, going through mail or if I'm traveling to read like some signs as I'm walking past some signs, I use them to identify products a lot. So if I'm cooking or if I just got like groceries coming in, I'll scan a lot of barcodes. The other side of SuperSense is the Explore side. You're always scanning, but there's the Read screen and the Explore screen. And on Explore, you know, you can look for, you can have it scan for any object around you and tell you what it is, or you can look for specific objects. So when I'm looking specifically, you know, I've had it find people in an airport at two in the morning because I obviously schedule flights well. You know, there's nobody in the airport, so I'm looking for somebody to get directions from. And uh, I found people that way. I found doorways that way. You can find reception desks in hotels, which I've done before. And then, of course, just the general object explorer will tell you everything in an area. So that's just helpful if you're walking through a place and you want to know what's around or if you're looking for landmarks that you can go by, you know, when you're traveling a new route or something. So that's the really long answer to your question. I wish I had that when I got stuck at JFK one night. I got stuck oh at my the God. airport. Yeah, that was <laughs> kind of fun. That sounds crazy. He's still traumatized. I am. <laughs> the other one I forgot is you can import photos and PDFs. So if you have like a textbook that you can't read because it's in an inaccessible PDF, or if you're like trying to read a meme or something on social media, you can import them and it'll read it. And now it'll describe them to you as well with our new exciting scene describer <laughs> feature. Nice. Oh, yes. Which, we, which we've already alluded to. <laughs> which we've alluded to that just yes. a smidge a moment ago. It's new. It's new. Be, be, be gentle. It's new. <laughs> it was kind of funny because before this recording, Kim and I were playing around with the scene describer. And one of the things that I got back was it said something like a <laughs> stove range inside of a refrigerator. Now, the only thing I can think of is that the refrigerator Chris was on the other side. expert decorator. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. So the refrigerator was at the back end. I think it might have seen the reflection off the stove of the refrigerator. That's the only thing I could think of. Hey, you of. clean well. Yeah, that's a plus. There you go. He's still yeah. a bachelor at this point. Maybe his stove is in his fridge and he just doesn't know it or hasn't paid attention to it. We'll, we'll see. I'll find out. He's, yeah, right. You'll know the next time he tries to cook bacon or something. Yeah, right. totally. We'll, fridge, we'll find probably. out. Yeah, I think yep. it's in there. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was kind of funny, the, the descriptions, but it really was doing a decent job when I was outside playing with it. We've actually showed you some of that stuff before ducking into the castle. Yeah, so you got a little bit of a preview. Let's go back to Fair camera nice. for a second, though, because I've always said that I'm one of these people who really sucks at using the iPhone cameras, and I don't know why that is. I think I'm improving over time, but I still seem like that's just not my thing. I'm not very good at it. And what kind of suggest? Well, I know the app obviously gives suggestions. So, for instance, in some of the modes, you hear this cool little bass riff, do 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 do, or something like that. That's, oh yeah, you know that's, what's what's that all that's, about? That's telling you that it's working. Nice, um, because some people some people just 
you know, if, if it's quiet, you know, if it's not giving you any kind of feedback, you know, it's always looking for something. Yep. But if it's not telling you it's looking for something, people get nervous. Yeah, right. So that's just that's just some little rock and roll to uh, to let you know that it's that it's still scanning. It hasn't abandoned you. Yep, I'm all about that. I'm all Have about you, that. Yes. Have and then you, you get thought... the 12-bar blues when it's when it's processing something. Oh, yeah, nice. Have you yes. thought of haptic feedback for someone who's deafblind? No. No, I haven't. That's a great idea, though. I really like that idea. I'm the first person to tell you when we haven't thought of something, and I think that's a really good idea. How would you imagine that working? Because I think this could be really helpful. So I imagine the process would look like they're making the scan with the phone and then, you know, reading it on a Braille display. Yeah, they got right. a Braille display connected. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Bluetooth. But I was right. thinking like the haptic feedback when it's playing the riff and stuff so that you know. You know, you know it's working or something maybe with the barcode, you know, where you've got your ding, 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 right. ding you know, yep. something like that kind of translated somehow into haptic would be kind of cool. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I just wrote that down. I'm going to bring that up at the next development meeting because I think that would be, I, I would really like to make it more accessible for the deafblind community. That's a really good idea. One thing I did like with this new version that was just released a couple days ago is when you're scanning a barcode, it doesn't read the whole thing to you. I really it, like right, that. Right. You yeah, so that's how the original barcode reader worked. We launched barcode about a year ago. Yeah, it was last May. And that's originally how it works. We wanted it to be really quick. So if you were, you know, we, we work with a lot of blind vendors, so you'd scan a bunch of stuff really quickly so you don't want to click the back button you know to go back to your barcode scanner every time you scan something that'd be really frustrating if you right. especially if you scan sure. a couple hundred things in a day that's ridiculous so instead we just changed it back to that because when we added some things like ingredients and nutritional facts and things so glad you um, did that i've been waiting for we, that yay when we thank you i'm glad <laughs> when we added them it just popped up the viewer, but we realized that could be frustrating. So we took that away. And so now you can just click on a button if you want more info, which has the ingredients and the nutritional stuff. When we first discovered SuperSense, there was a reason or a story behind that. And hmm. what happened was, is Kim and I both had IDMate devices. She had the Quest and I had the Galaxy and she turns her Quest on one day and it stopped working it died dramatically oh, mid-scan wow. yeah it was sad wow. <laughs> so you could turn it on and it would just start up and then stop working so it basically it was dead and we were trying to figure out because like she said before she's horrible with scanning barcodes and stuff with iphones and i was too for a while and any app that i've used in the past to scan for barcodes for me i could never find them and SuperSense, for me, and I think Kim, has been a better experience in finding... Oh, by far. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Is there anything we can do to make it better, by the way? I'm always looking for new stuff to tell our developers to do. My goal is to make them really hate me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So if you think of anything... Yeah, for anyone listening as well, seriously, we always want to hear your comments and your suggestions and your feedback and your ideas. You can request a call from within SuperSense or SuperLiDAR. You can do that in the menu and you can, you know, you can always reach out to us on social media, SuperSense AI or on the website, SuperSense.app. You can talk to us. Cool. Yeah, sometimes I find that it still might take me like a scan or three you know, to get it to find exactly what I'm looking for. I was doing a can in the podcast, just like a can of sparkling water. Mm -hmm. And it took me, I think, my third try. But then I picked up this other bottle, and it, I didn't even have to work at all. It was just click, picture. <laughs> it does like, that. hey, presto. Yeah. With the round stuff, it's an exciting time trying to scan the round stuff. And, yeah, and totally. how quickly you get a response back. Exactly. Sometimes I can even get it to get to the repeating dings, and it's still not mm -hmm. quite taking my picture. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So how far away are you holding the phone when you're doing Probably that? about a foot. Perfect. And then so what I do, my tip for that is when you get the beeps and they speed up a little mm -hmm. bit, if you move the phone a little bit closer, it seems to ah. zoom in. Like the camera will kind of zoom in on the barcode and catch okay. it That's a cool. little bit faster. So yeah, nice. maybe try that. Yeah, that I might try happen. that and see if that makes a difference. Yes. Try it on the well same can now. I was using before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see what it, it does. Absolutely. Nice. So those are some camera tips for you guys. Somebody will inevitably ask this question as well. What are the limits of the free version? Yes. So, unfortunately, I have the really human habit of uh, enjoying to eat. So, uh, as a result, 
Yeah, what's that? Have... <laughs> yeah, what's... it's a myth. We like to <laughs> eat too. <laughs> really? Not until August, so... though. We're trying not to eat until August, so we fit into our clothes. <laughs> Saving up for the wedding. Yeah, right. Hey, it's like we're cutting back on food this month. Yeah, it's, no food it's for summer us. Summer season. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta get my dress altered in about two weeks, so it's like, yeah, oh, no, man. no food for me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So the. <laughs> So the free version, so when you download SuperSense, you get seven days for free. And then, you know, by the way, I've been having a good time here. So you get seven days for free. If you request a call within SuperSense and say that you listened to Mystic Access, I will also give you a free promo code for 30 days so you can check Ooh, it out. Ooh, hey. Like, very cool. Yeah, we'll do awesome. that. Awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, of course. Super this awesome. Is, I've had a, I'm having a great time here. So, <laughs> yes, the least I could do. And so after that, after your five weeks of SuperSense, we will ask you to pay for it because that funds our research. And also, I don't know if you know, but these scanning apps also have services. So we have to pay for, mm -hmm. you know, servers and different things. So you're helping to keep our stuff running so that you can scan things. So the free one, if you decide not to pay, which is okay, I understand that. The free one will still let you use the quick read, which is just going to read stuff as quickly as possible. So it's less concerned with accuracy. You can import photos and PDFs. You still have access to the magnifier and you have the read history feature as well. So anything that you scan with any of our features goes into read history. So if your phone, you know, if your phone dies or you forget to send something to your friend or it doesn't go through for whatever reason, you can go into read history. Everything is stored locally on your device. So we don't store anything that you scan and you can, you know, you can access it, share it, save it from there. And that includes barcodes, by the way. If you ever want to save nutrition facts or something from a barcode, you can save that. It's pretty cool. Have you ever thought of doing a share my barcode with other people? So let's yeah, say you can for... do that. You can already do that. That's already there. Yeah, yeah the, but I menu. mean, will it go to the database for other users or do you have to share? Oh, so we're still working on that. So right now we're using another database and... We don't know. We're still trying to figure out a way to edit it. So, like, we're right. trying to figure out a way to make SuperSense look through the first one and then look through the second one, like the smaller one that people submit. So that is a problem that we're working on for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. I do like the fact, though, that you enabled the feature where if a barcode, for instance, isn't found, that you can put in your own thing, which is great. I mean, that in and of itself is really helpful because sometimes you just can't find them. They're just not there. Yeah, absolutely. That's really helpful. That's something that we did in response to people asking us about, you know, when the ID mate got discontinued, we wanted to make sure that we were serving all of those people who, you know, might be looking for a new product or right. you know, yeah, had right. some people using SuperSense who were requesting it anyway. So we figured that would be a great time to put that in. So, And that's kind of how all of our stuff happens. We develop everything because somebody's asked for it. So that's as, as a blind person, that's really important to me, making sure that we're developing things that people actually want to solve problems that people have. You know, we're not trying to tell you what you need solved. You know, we're responding to what people ask for. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. The co-founders of our company have, have done super well in creating that atmosphere where we can just chat with people and based on what people need, we can respond and, and add features. And that's really cool. So you spoke a little bit about super lighter what exactly is that what does it do and what do you need to use it yes so super lidar works on any device with a lidar sensor so that currently includes the iphone 12 pro the 12 pro max and ipad pro and it's completely free because i understand that you spent enough money on the above <laughs> devices right <laughs> and what it does is it focuses on navigation. So SuperSense handles the scanning. SuperLiDAR is our navigation app. And this is actually when the company started, this was really what the passion of the founders was, was to create a navigation app. And then we kind of got waylaid because people were asking for scanning stuff. <laughs> so we did scanning stuff for a while. And now, you know, when, when we started thinking about LiDAR, we realized, you know, that's the next step in navigating because we want it to be universal you know we don't want any you know right now you know it's, it's really difficult to you know map out spaces and work with business owners to map out an area or set up you know these different beacon technologies in an area so we want something that'll work you know in in the middle of new york city or chicago or you know wherever you are or you know in the jungle you know we want it to work as best as it can 
So LiDAR is, is a really great solution for that because it doesn't require any cellular data or Wi-Fi or anything. It uses the sensor on your phone to essentially analyze a space so it can tell what's around you, where it is, and how far away it is. And so right now Super LiDAR focuses on obstacle detection. So we're adding a lot more features, but right now it's focusing on that experience of when you're walking down the sidewalk and you know if, if the space is open, it'll just give you like some soft beeps. And then when it detects something, it'll play a high pitch. And if it recognizes the object, it'll tell you what it is and how far away it is. And then as you get closer, the pitch will descend and it will start vibrating too. So it'll vibrate faster as you get closer to something. So it's focused on telling you what's in your area. And we just put out an update for that as well. So you can, one of the biggest parts of that update is you can customize the way that you get feedback. A lot of people requested things like being able to turn off certain feedback elements or invert the pitch. So it starts off low when you get, when you're far away from something and gets higher as you get closer to it, you know, different things like that. So we're making it customizable and we've got some other features in the works as well coming soon. Yeah, that sounds exciting. But like you said, I mean, to get the hardware, it is quite expensive. So Absolutely. I we're, have all... we're hoping, though, we have a reasonable explanation or expectation that the latest iPhones, the, the 13s and on, should also be equipped with LiDAR sensors. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, it would be silly for us to make this big, this whole big app, you know, just for one generation of iPhones. So that's true. We, exactly. We're we're moving forward with the next ones as well. I hope. And um, I get this question a lot about if a version of Super LiDAR is coming for Android users and answering that last question is what reminded me of it because right now there isn't one and the reason for that is we don't have that assurance you know we don't have that stable platform of right. oh yeah you sure. know it'll probably be coming in the in the next pixel or, or the next samsung device because you know they're, they're all so different you know you're, you're getting you're getting different things every day with different android yes devices. you are so currently there isn't one because we don't have a a platform to run it off of unfortunately because it's it's completely dependent on lidar right with Android, though, you know, some of these phones, like some of them have face ID on them. Some of them have fingerprint readers. Some have both. Mm-hmm. So, you yep. know, it's hard for Android. Yeah, absolutely. You never you never know what you're going to get. So right. unfortunately, we can't right now, which is sad because we started on Android. Actually, our first version of SuperSense, which is our first app, was on Android. So that is a shame. I've done some of these indoor navigation things such as the beacons and the wi-fi and the first time i went to a place that had beacons they hadn't used them in like two years and we were doing testing and the beacons were all dead <laughs> so oh wow that was fun oh wow so they had to get new batteries for all the beacons well that's not good right <laughs> and then and then the wi the wi-fi setup that we tried which was actually very cool because one could actually plot a route from where you were let's say i wanted to go to some room somewhere you could plot a route and get turn by turn instructions and it would take mm-hmm. you that way that's great the only problem that. the only problem with that one was is that you had to map out the area right you know? yeah and that's the problem that i have as well because you know that's amazing that it's so specific and you can get these really detailed directions, but it's so unrealistic to expect that we will be able to contact every business owner mm-hmm. on the planet, you know, every business owner, every government building, even, you know, if you really want to be able to use this thing universally, you know, you should be able to use it in a house or in an yep. alleyway, or yep. literally anywhere. And so like as a blind person, I don't use my phone for, you know, for too terribly many things, which you might find ironic, but it takes me a while to work a new app into my routine. You know, when I get used to one way of handling something, you know, before SuperSense, for example, you know, if I couldn't read anything at the time, I was still in high school. So, you know, I would just, I would just ask my mom to read it and just go, hey, what's this? And so it took me a couple of months after I started working for SuperSense to realize, oh yeah, I have this app that I can read things. And so, you know, now that's second nature to me, but it's, I have the same issue with navigation apps. I don't want one navigation app to use in Louisville, Kentucky and one navigation app to use in Chicago and right. in all these different places because different places have different maps that have connected to different applications. And so if that's the interface that we're looking at, people aren't going to get on board in big enough numbers because no. it's just too inconvenient. It's too confusing and it's, it's not efficient enough for people. They're so amazing. They give just wonderful directions, but the scope isn't there. 
right. and that's what we're trying to help with. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like you said before, nobody is going to be able to do every single building. Then you have all these mm-hmm. people that are doing, you know, different things, even different hardware for different buildings and stuff like that. So now you have to yeah. figure out what app you're going to use to go into that. Yeah, it's not universal building, right? Mm-hmm. And we continually come back to the thing about what a small market we actually are. So people don't find that appealing either. So it's a tough sell. Yeah. And it's expensive too, you know, especially if I've seen some cases where, you know, you have to convince the business to pay you to come out there. And it's like, it's only a few grand. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If, If you're in rural anywhere, like the blindness market is so infinitesimally small that, you know, it'll be almost impossible to convince somebody to do that. Absolutely. I just want to mention a potential feature idea. Have you guys thought anything about color identification as part of Reed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We actually, we have developed one to a certain extent, and we really want to make one. But I don't know about your experience, but... In Disastrous. Experience, terrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have had very poor luck with color identifiers. And yep. if, you know, if these, these big superpowers like APH and, and Microsoft and these great companies can't solve the problem, it's really hard to solve. Exactly. Yes. And so we are working on one, but we won't release it until it works. Sure. Right. That so I, it's, I can't give you uh, timing <laughs> or anything because, you know, God only knows when we're going to figure out a way to make it really accurately identify colors. We have a few ideas. Um, so we're working sometimes on when you put we'll those colors, sometimes when you put those color identifiers on your self it'll give you complete wrong information it's amazing how wrong you can get it's like what oh it's incredible it is unbelievable i think one i think mine told me i was lime green once oh that's fun exactly <laughs> <laughs> then, then you rush to the hospital what's wrong with uh, me? yeah so nothing deeply concerning yeah i put it like on the skin of my hand like it wasn't even like my clothing or anything yeah right <laughs> yeah it's crazy amazing. time it's amazing. Yeah, I knew it was going to be one of those questions. Like, oh, God, don't ask me that question. Oh, no, I love <laughs> this question. <laughs> I love, I, I, ask me anything. We try to be really transparent and just talk about, you know, anything that you want to talk about, I will talk about it or I will just tell you why we can't talk about it. Because, you know, there's some things, there's some new features that we can't talk about yet sure. because they're, you know, they're farther down the pipeline. Of so course. we don't know, you know, we don't know too many specifics. But, like, in general, we just try to be really transparent because, you know, we're working to benefit the blind people so why wouldn't we be why wouldn't we talk to our users about what we're going to do yeah and that's terrific for us and it's terrific for the everyday user who comes in who's saying hey i don't understand something you know that's yeah, perfect of course. Sometimes. and you can get free training and free tech support and all that stuff just request a call within the menu or send us an email from within the menu and we'll get back to you sometimes when you're putting new features in and I've known this from, I used to work for Sendero Group. I used to do accessible GPS for Braille notes and stuff like that. Oh, and nice. sometimes a feature would get put in and then it's just not ready for the release cycle. So you'd have to pull it out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Or you we, tell we people that. that a feature is going to come in and then they lose their right. minds. Oh, it's true. Yep. Yeah, we um if you're looking for our column reader, we were really excited to announce our column reader that we were working on. And we said oh, it'll probably be coming in February. We're really, really close. And then we got there and realized that we just weren't happy with the accuracy of it. So we wanted to go back and improve it. And that takes a really long time to improve something that you've already, you know, essentially finished up to that yep. point. And so that's that's kind of what we did with, with our column reader. We're hoping to have it out, you know, in the, in the summertime. But, you know, unfortunately, that's February is certainly not in the summertime. Right. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, and these things happen. You know, if you've been around apps for any length of time, you'll discover that sometimes yeah. things just don't work. And Absolutely. You know. And it's so funny because, you know, I can sit here, and, and I've learned to do this less. I used to be like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have this ready on September 5th. It was like <laughs> this, specific, this specific date. I could almost name you the time of day that we expected to release it, and it would just never happen. It would be a couple weeks after. Sometimes it would be a month or two and just realize, like, Oh, yeah, we, we hit snags in development. That happens. Yep. So <laughs> we even do in our tutorial creation, and we've run into snags too. You know. Yeah, oh, the yeah. closer we get to a deadline, the more likely something's going to blow up. I had a computer yep. blow up when That's I was on true. book deadline one time, and it took me oh, three weeks. God. Oh, it was awful. It was a terrible experience. It just oh, died man. That's miserable. spectacularly. Yeah, I mean, That's so. Cool. 
you know, anybody who's been in something like that totally gets it. But for people listening, you know, sometimes you just have to remember that sometimes these things happen and it seems like the closer you get to deadline, the crazier things on the back end will get on the inside. So be patient. Be kind. We're trying to test it internationally as well, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, for people in every country. So that adds a, a right. huge layer. to Absolutely. It. She was working on her phone for like two weeks while we were waiting for this computer replacement to come. Yeah, it was so. fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot imagine. Oh, it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> I would struggle to do everything on my phone would be. She had to, she had to email the person that we were on the deadline with and say, sorry, you know, this you got to move it. This has to get pushed back a smidge. Yeah, of I can't do all this on my yeah. phone. Like, and at this point, you know, where we are in society with, you know, with technology, like, if your computer goes down, I mean, what can you do? Right. Oh, yeah. You can't not push it back. Mm-mm. If your internet goes down, what do you do? That's oh, true. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. God forbid your power goes down. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> so, Shane, this has been awesome and fun and delightful. Tell us. It's been for great. Any... Yeah, it's been fantastic talking been with you. Time. Fantastic. Tell our listeners, if they want to learn more about SuperSense, where do they go? How do they get started? Yeah, absolutely, man. You can get SuperSense AI on the App Store or the Play Store if you want to keep up with us and follow updates. We're SuperSense AI on Twitter and Facebook. You can go to our website, SuperSense.app. You can sign up to our newsletter there or check out our blog. There's a lot of cool stuff there. If you like SuperSense and you want other people to download SuperSense and check it out, please rate it on the App Store. Post a review if you'd like. That really helps us get the word out to other people so it's really wonderful if you could do that and of course you can also reach out to us directly you can request a call or send us an email anytime fantastic it's been awesome talking with you thanks so much for telling us more it's been a lot of fun thank you guys thank you for your visit to the mystic access magic castle you're welcome anytime the preceding podcast is a presentation of mystic access where the magic is in learning If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.